Welcome to This Is Nursing, a podcast about nurses by nurses. Let's get going. I'm Dickie and I'm here with Tyler, who's a colleague and a pal. And we'll be your host today as we explore the world of nursing. Today on our show, we're talking with our old friend, Holly. Um, and she is going to help us understand what we have been through uh, over the last couple of years with um, COVID and uh, just, you know, life in general and um, how we can manage stress a little bit better. So Holly, thanks for coming back to join us today. It has been... Thanks for having me. Oh my God. I'm just so happy to have you here. It's been, I think, officially a year since we started this podcast um, and you were our first guest. So it yeah, feels great. It feels really like natural. It's it's the right thing, you know. Yeah, great. And for those who uh, obviously can't see, because this is a podcast, um, Holly has uh, a little one on her lap. Holly, do you want to tell us about your life over the last year and a half? <laughs> just uh, well, this a is quick my... summary. <laughs> yeah, this is my new coworker at home. Her name is Louisa. She is almost four months old. Um, so I had a baby at the very start of COVID two days before our first lockdown. And then, I mean, I don't know if some people are saying COVID is over. I don't think it really is, but then I just had a baby kind of near the tail end, if you want to call it. So, uh, full circle moment over here. No kidding. And we're so excited to have her on the show too. So guys, if you hear some baby sounds, just, you know, enjoy and if Holly has to pop away, you go for it. Okay. You do, right. do your thing. I'll do. And so, I can just, I can just vouch. I, it's a pretty cute baby. A very cute, it's an exceptionally oh, cute baby. <laughs> Thank you. For those, so, so just try to use your imagination and think about yeah. it, an exceptionally cute baby. That's what we're, we've got here with us. She's very serious about this yeah. meeting. We have some <laughs> she, serious things she's, to discuss here. Right yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a little while since we talked last. It was January. I couldn't believe when we looked back, it had been that long, but it has been. And I think, um, you know, that is because everyone has just been rolling with life. Tyler, how are things in your house? Oh, um, rolling. Yeah, it's been, it's quiet here today um, for a change, but um, yeah, kind of school years winding down. Um, three, you know, people are yeah starting to get excited about Summertime, myself included, a little bit of chance to maybe catch up on some <laughs> um, some rest, finally, right? Um, but yeah, it, all things considered, doing doing well. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Um, we were talking uh, a little bit earlier about how wild things have been and how um, you know when you when you're a parent and maybe just when you're working even if you're not a parent if you're a sandwich generation if you're whatever caring for aging parents whatever the case is uh it's been a wild time and it's been hard to fit in the things that sometimes we need to fit in as individuals to look after ourselves so um i'm not sure how many days of the week you get to have a shower holly <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny with the first baby, I was uh, adjusting to life as a new mom uh, and COVID. So, you know, for the first nine weeks, I didn't see another adult besides my husband. Uh, and I 
you know, was lucky to get a shower every week or so. Um, and I said, not again, that's mm -hmm. not going to happen again. Uh, and with this baby, I made it a priority at least five a week, I think is what I set out oh, to you're do. Killing and it it's, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> it has, but it's made a significant difference. I would say in my mental health, uh, just to take, you know, five, 10 minutes to clean myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, I think this is a thing with nurses, right? That we're really good at putting everyone else's needs first. And maybe it comes from, so when, when I graduated, uh, everything was on paper, of course. I know in the province, we've seen massive changes. People are using Connect Care. Um, I don't know what your tools are that you're using in your pocket as you go and you do your, your work throughout the day. But I always have my, my paper you know, with my patient information on the back, I had my, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, all the different hours of the day and all the tasks I had to do. And, you know, going to the bathroom wasn't really on there. And oh. often the lunch break, you were kind of, you were charting or whatever during your lunch break. I'm not being a great advocate for work-life balance here right now, but I'm just telling you that that's how I ended up doing my days. And so I think we'd sometimes take that. I know I have taken that same model to my personal life where like, I got to get the groceries. I got to start the dinner. I got it. You know, you're just kind of rolling through the day, right? Just like we do through all of our work days and work weeks. And then before we know it, we're, we're in this place where we're like, oh my gosh, when is the last time I showered? I am so tired. Have I done anything for myself? Is this resonating with you guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. And uh, so I guess I know we talked last time um, with Tracy and we talked about mental health to some degree, but I think this is, we're still there. We still have to encourage ourselves and each other to do little, little wellness bites. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny uh, that made me think of uh, this. I think it was this article I read in the last couple of weeks of putting everyone before ourselves, um, nurses definitely do this, moms do it, parents do it, um, where the, it was this mom writing this article saying that, you know, she would go out and buy uh, raspberries. Specifically, she talked about raspberries because you buy the expensive fruits for your kids, but you don't ever eat them yourself. And I am totally guilty of this. I go buy the raspberries, the blackberries, organic bananas, whatever, but I don't get to touch them. And so this mom made the point of saying, you know, there was this one day that I was looking in the fridge and I took out the pint of raspberries and I sat by the sink in the kitchen, looking out the window. And I just, I ate the entire pint of raspberries slowly and just what it did for her mental health. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> so small. <laughs> I did that this year, that, that yeah. exact thing. I sat yeah. and ate the fruits that are forbidden because yeah. they're for children, <laughs> yeah. only, but I ate them and I enjoyed it. And then I was like, well, that was a bit, that was $3 or whatever, however much I know. raspberries cost these days. And I was like, well, you know, I could have eaten a chocolate bar and it probably would have cost almost the same. And instead I'm doing something for myself. So Tyler, are you, you've got three kids, mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah, not a berry to be had for Tyler. No berries, no. <laughs> I've, <laughs> you know, it's funny, and also, um, you know, all this um, on this theme of 
looking after you got to do you got to look after you too and of course that applies and transfers over into our our nursing work and that's how we build good care plans for our patients you got to do that for yourself too and it's like you don't have to interview out three kids like two basically two five and seven almost and um so been you know through the pandemic spent a lot had you know i think one way of looking at it it's been a real kind of privilege in a way to be kind of close to them when they're that little but but it's also been a struggle to mm. to work and you know to all this there's because they scream you know for those of you who don't know they scream a lot and they fight a lot and they have very little awareness or whether they if it's not an awareness thing they don't they don't care that you're doing other things so you kind of got to navigate that but then also you know when you're not working and you spend all your time and energy entertaining them and doing tending to them uh it's some when you get to the point where you know what i'm going to do something for i'm going to take five minutes and i or i'm going to do go for a bike ride or i'm going to you know get dressed up in my cowboy outfit and and play the guitar that's what i do that's a horrible mental image for you i'm just kidding i don't but that, wouldn't that be funny if that's what i did i'd like to see that please. <laughs> um but anyway it's okay to do that you know they'll you know what happens if if you just kind of let them do their own thing they, they do their own thing so, well, you know, that sort of applies to, you know, trying to make that connection to the nursing world as we have to advocate for ourselves, because we have to look after, we can't provide good care if we're just always scrambling. So we have to no. think about how do we, how do we do both? How do we look but after ourselves? How do we think, look like, uh, sorry to interrupt. I'm just, yeah. I, can't, I can't contain myself. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm the worst. But don't you think like you go into that session as, as, you know, cowboy strumming his guitar <laughs> and you think i'm gonna jump straight to the good stuff i'm just gonna yeah. be so relaxed but right. then what happens is you start to digest right you have five minutes and yes. you start to digest and there's a lot it turns out mm -hmm. to digest when right. one sits down for five minutes and one quickly realizes that one needs more than five minutes but that's okay we'll build that into maybe you know another day or maybe stretch this one to seven minutes but what I'm saying is, I think, um, you know, really, so I'm turning a serious corner now, mm. thinking about what people have, have been mm -hmm. doing over the course of the last couple of years, the care they've been providing, the patients they've been looking after, who have really been quite alone in their patient rooms. And nurses are so committed to being there and doing things for their patients and making sure that their their patients' well-being, mental health, um, you know, is... <laughs> is upheld as much as possible, but there's so much to digest in those minutes that I feel like um, you don't, you almost don't get to the relaxation point right away. And it's great if you can, that I think is a, you know, that's a wonderful thing if you can exercise that sort of restraint, but I, my brain tends to wander um, into those things that I do need to process ultimately, the, the tough stuff. Um, and so I think, you know, this is where if we acknowledge that we all have this, that we're all carrying a lot with us from day to day, it's pretty important. It becomes apparent that it's pretty important to check in with each other, to just, you know, maybe it is shooting the breeze and talking about um, playing the guitar. Maybe that's all that you can handle that day. But I think other days we are ready to talk about the more intense, more serious, more um, heavier stuff that we've been carrying. Uh, 
so I don't know. I'm, does this, how do you feel about this, Tyler? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we need to. I think, you know, on one hand, and maybe the pandemic isn't over either, but, you know, maybe we're through through part of it um, and we will get a chance to sort of search for some, you know, re rejuvenation of our mind, body, and spirit and all that stuff. Um, and part, but part of that, you know, and as we go into the summer, that's sort of what I'm thinking, this period of kind of regrowth and regeneration, but it's important to still recognize, yeah, that we've just come through this, you know, uh, two years and, and there's lots, lots, as you say, we're carrying around. And so, um, not best not to not acknowledge that. So it's okay to talk about it. And, you know, I think it's okay. I had the great, I'm going to say great privilege to, at the tail end of the, uh, you know, January, March, February, you know, to go back into the clinical setting to support um, the pandemic um, from my my day job as a um, working on this team. And yeah, I could, I could, they, there are people. And so what I'm trying to say is I, I recognize that, you know, you know, it's been a long two years. And like we said, the, these visit, the restrictions and the uncertainty and the unknowns and the, everybody's tired and, and, it's okay to uh, talk to your colleague, I think, anyway, about what you what we've just gone through, because it's also an opportunity for for that healing, maybe to use that word. But there, I think there's this is where we can take some of those learnings and and make make something out out of them. To you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. um, it's okay to what did we what did we learn from from this? And how do we how do we learn to put ourselves at you know at a, yeah. In, in the center of it too, because I don't know that we've noticed how important that or recognized how important that is before. I think we oh, know that true. more now than we ever did before that we need to take after our, our nurses and our healthcare providers. Um, that needs to be a top priority. <clears throat> yeah. And one thing that I've learned in the last year is really that um, it's not that I should, but it's how to accept help. Mm -hmm. For, and it's little things, you know, sometimes very little things. Someone just picking up some milk for you if you can't make it out. Um, and sometimes it's really big things. And I, I think, um, I, you know, <laughs> we come back to this, I think, analogy around parenting a lot because we, we do this. We parent a lot of people around us as nurses. And Holly, you're actively parenting as we speak, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And as a parent, do you ever find it's really hard to accept help because you feel like, well, I I should be able to do this. This is my job. I'm a parent. I'm a nurse. Yes. I should be able to do this. This is my job. Yes, yes. but it I think feels almost that. impossible most days to accept help because, uh, you know, this narrative that I think uh, parents who stay home with the kids in you know for the first year, or however long. Um, parental leave goes that well this is my job and I can't ask my partner for help overnight because they have to go to work tomorrow mm -hmm. however I am I've also started um, referring to the house as my office um, you know when my husband uh, loads the dishwasher in a way that I don't agree with uh, <laughs> or like he, he comes behind me and switches it around and I said what are you doing no, well, I'm just being more efficient with the grocery or with the um, with the dishwasher. And I said, well, this is my office. I would like to have my office set up the way that I would like. I don't think you would like me to come into your office and move things around on your desk. So uh, 
don't do it to me. Uh, now, hold on. Let me just, I just hold on a second here. Yeah. I do this all the time too. Uh, you're saying that that's not helpful when I, when I provide, um, <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. All, all this time, yeah. I thought yeah. I was doing such a service. Hey, Shocking, this isn't it. That, you know what? It's a much better way to do that. The way I do it. Let me just show you how yeah. to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. What a day. Yeah. Oh, I feel like a total public hero. service announcement. Not helpful. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. I, I'm, that's, I'm gonna have to think on that one for a bit. Okay, good. Linger for a while. Okay, it's really funny, and I've just completely hooted into this recording. But it it's it's a big deal, you know. Like we need yeah. these, we need a sense of control over our lives when things feel out of control, right? Yeah. I mean, is that what I'm hearing, Holly? Is like yes. sometimes you just need the dishwasher to be how you need it to be. <laughs> yeah, even if someone thinks it's more efficiently loaded in a different way, just mm -hmm. leave it. It's the dishwasher. <laughs> it doesn't actually matter. So you're saying don't accept help from others. <laughs> yeah, yes, basically. <laughs> but maybe there are some other ways. And so this is a really yes. good point, right? Like that. So what we think of as help for others might not be help to them. And so I think that's really important is to ask each other, colleagues, family members, whoever, is, would this be helpful to you? Because I have some ideas and I can see that you might need some help. You know, like you look really tired. Well, I guess it's not a good, good idea to tell someone they look tired, but I acknowledge you've been through a lot. Can I help you? What would be helpful to you? Um, you know, I think really like as we, I feel like a, total infant in this world of um, learning to accept help and, and giving myself permission to slow down and do less things. Um, and part of that, you know, narrative has been, you're not doing it fast enough, you're not doing it well enough. So I have to just stop and say, well, maybe there is another way to do things. And maybe things can be dropped off. And, um, and I think that's part of this whole you know, experiencing what we've just experienced this really big couple of years. Now, I haven't been through clinical care. And Holly, I know you worked um, to some degree before you had Louisa. So yes. uh, you were there, you were working with patients. Yeah. Um, you know, I was working uh, in NICU and in pediatrics. So with babies and children, but uh, that also comes with their families. Like our patients are never just the patient. The patient is, is their family as well, whoever they deem to be a family unit. Um, and it's been, you know, that can, that can present its own challenges, but then you add in COVID and it becomes just this whole other kind of can of worms because uh, we're constantly screening people. Do you have symptoms? Uh, are you sick? Have you come into contact with anyone that's sick? Um, and, you know, of course, people who have babies and children in the hospital, they want to be there with their children, um, of course. Uh, so having to tell parents and families that, sorry, you actually, you can't be here today or you can't be here for the next two weeks or, you know, a baby's in NICU for a month and only two parents can be on the visitation list um, and they can't swap out. And, but dad is working away. Like there's this whole list of, uh, if this, then that, uh, mm -hmm. this algorithm you follow. And it often ends up 
that a parent is alone in the hospital for weeks on end, uh, which is incredibly difficult for them. Um, but it, it really is also difficult for the nursing team taking care of them because I think a lot of us have wanted things to be different, but we do know that it, it just can't be different because of the circumstances of our world right now that COVID is a real thing and we need to keep our, all of our patients and our staff safe. So it's, it's been really difficult because of that, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of an impossible task that has been asked of, of the nurses and of the, all of the allied health professionals and everybody, right, to, to still provide this, you know, ethical, high quality care, which no doubt has been happening in these impossible times. And who better to, for that impossible challenge than, than the nurses, but it doesn't yeah. take away from it, the, you know, the cost of that for everybody, right? It was, yeah. uh, so it's really, I think, hope we don't ever forget that. And um, it's important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what happens there is that you um, want to advocate for, for the child, for the family members. You want to, you want to be there to um, help them as much as possible. And you advocate for them by, you know, giving them as much visitation rights as, as policy allows. And, um, for, you know, leveraging whatever resources, maybe it's social work or some other, you know, allied health, any other support that we've got, um, pastoral care, etc. Um, but it does, it, um, you know, and I know that nurses are not alone either. We do have a collaborative care team that, you know, when we work together, that's ultimately um, makes things better for everyone, for the patients, for the caregivers, for everyone. But it it has, I think, it's it's undeniably been hard on nurses. Not not more hard, just really hard. And so I think, um, you know, it's important to acknowledge that, and and that um, nurses do have this sort of innate uh, human giver syndrome type thing where we we can't stop. Right? We just want to help people, uh, and we end up taking away from our own well being. And so circling back, I think, looking at, you know, I, I think this is where as listeners, if you can just pause and think about the last year and a half, give yourself permission, if not now, at some point to sit and think <clears throat> about what you've been through and all of the things you've been carrying and um, not to dissect them or to make yourself feel bad or anything to relive what you had to deal with, but to just acknowledge that it happened and that you did a great job all the same, um, and that it sometimes was hard. And so if you can go and buy yourself a crate of raspberries right now <laughs> and eat them all in one sitting, if that's something that's gonna make you feel a little better, great. But maybe it's something like, Tyler, you were talking about the Employee Family Assistance Program. You went to some, was it a workshop or can you tell us about that? Oh, just, uh, you know, that's a, um, we t- discussed this a little bit at the HS Clinician Council last last um, week. And, you know, there's a great question about what are some resources that AHS might have, given that folks are, I don't think it's no secret, you know, burnt out and short-staffed and all these things. And so there are resources available to help with those 
um, things like the employee family assistance program and, and other, other resources on insight to help uh, just, you know, restore if you've, if you've waned uh, or if you've, if you're not fully uh, and um, at, you know, full health, mental, you know, their mental health and wellness uh, resources and, and things that we can do. And there's also things that we can do, I think, um, as, as professionals and integrate into our practice to kind of just moments of mindfulness or, you know, the, these sort of huddles where you can just make sure that everybody's doing well. And, the, you know, these types of things, some areas do this really, really well. And yeah, so, so there, there are resources to support that, but I think that it's worthy worth mentioning, you know, that HS as an organization, we're looking at the workforce for, for sure for nursing broadly. And what do we need to do now? What have we learned to, to make it so that we can build a system where burnout is, and, you know, to being tired and being, feeling sort of like, you know, um, reaching for the word, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, so how do we build back now? 10 times as strong as we were before the, you know, the beginning of this pandemic. And that, I think, I just, I think we're all part of that. And so that's my, not that you need another challenge right now, but that's, that's my, where I'm framing things going forward. You know, how do we, how do we now come build back 10 times as strong and support our nurses and our teams to, to provide the care that they, they want to provide. And that's our responsibility too, I think, as an, as an organization and each of us within it. So, you know, that's, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I've, I've used the Employee Family Assistance Program and I loved it. I actually was astounded at how helpful it was. Um, I was sad there were only seven sessions at mm -hmm. that time. So, you know, yeah, take advantage of it if you can. But, you know, um, the other thing is like fitting in these wellness moments where you can, like you said, going for a bike ride, if you got, you know, a little bit of time to yourself or if you want to take a pal along with you, go for a walk. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it feels good to talk about some of the hard things you've been through, but it feels good also just not to, yeah. and to talk about things that are, that are really good, that are going well and give yourself a chance to, um, listen to the birds and check out this, these incredible green leaves that have joined us again. It's, mm -hmm. there's, it's really something to be in Western Canada when yeah. summer comes around. I mean, I am out there, I'm enjoying it because it's, you know, you have to, it's here. So, um, Holly, what are you doing with your now two children? What are you spending your days doing to kind of try and enjoy? Uh, we, we spend a lot of time in the backyard. Uh, we put, we've got this hundred year old maple tree that's really beautiful. It takes up most of the yard space, but we hung a swing and Siggy, that's my first, she's two years old. She will lay down on that swing. It's one of those disc swings. Anyway, oh, she yeah. lays down hands behind her head, crosses her feet, and she just swings for half an hour. And she's looking up at the sky. And then I think, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, do the same thing after she goes to bed, you know, not on the swing, but I go sit on the, the Adirondack chair in the backyard, sink way back, and I just stare up at those leaves and, you know, leave the phone, uh, leave the computer, leave anything that's gonna make some sort of artificial noise and just sit there and enjoy for, you know, a few minutes until one of them starts screaming and <laughs> needs me to come back inside. But, you know, those couple of minutes can do a lot to just reset, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, we ask our patients all the time, what's important to you, right? But but yeah. as long as uh, we don't ask ourselves that, then we can't start to do those things. So it's, yeah. it's really easy really to take a minute and ask ourselves what's important. Yeah, you know, I've had a few conversations with people being off work and uh, they've, you know, asked how, how was it working in a hospital during COVID? And, you know, I would kind of sit and think and I would recount some of the things that I, I went through. Um, and, you know, one in particular, uh, we, you know, we didn't do this very often because we didn't have to, but there was strict policy about parents who have COVID who just deliver babies. And a couple of times we had to say, yes, you've just delivered a baby, but you are COVID positive as of yesterday. So you can't see your baby for the first two weeks of its life, which, oh. um, you know, in the moment you just, you do it and you think this is awful, but this is what the policy says. This is what all of the higher ups are saying. Um, and you follow through. And so now being outside of that setting, that situation and kind of talking about it. And I think, man, that was awful. I can't believe I didn't start crying at work, having to mm. say this to these parents. Um, so I think, you know, giving myself the permission to think about it and recognize for myself how awful some of those days were mm -hmm. um, has been important as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And not, not judging it per se, but just knowing that it was hard for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think also getting some uh, outside validation of people going, oh my gosh, that, that does sound really awful. Are you okay? Uh, you know, it's the, it's, you know, I think you come home from work and people aren't asking, are you okay? Yeah. Because this is our job. We go to work and because of privacy, we don't talk about most of the things that happen during our day. Um, but recounting some of the things I think that nurses have been through and, you know, most healthcare professionals have been through in the last couple of years, uh, having someone outside of that realm, listen to it, um, you know, outside of what the media is saying, uh, it can be pretty awful. And, and it's, I think it's shocking to a lot of people. Um, and so to have them be, be shocked by it and then ask, are you okay? Made, made me kind of recognize just how traumatic, I guess, some of these situations at work were. It's not what a lot of people have to go through on their day-to-day. -day. Well, thank you for sharing that because I think that it really resonates with me. I think, um, you know, we use that word trauma and, and it, for me, some days I feel like, well, you know, there wasn't like a huge car accident or something, no. but yeah, but it is really, it's really hard and it is traumatic. Um, and trauma is different for all of us, right? So yes, just acknowledging that. So I appreciate your words and that you shared that story. Um, and I know that we're coming to the end of our time, but um, I hope that what we talked about today, that 
that other people hear it and they feel like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hope it resonated. Uh, yeah. Particularly with, um, you know, Tyler's offering to uh, share a video of himself <laughs> playing the guitar in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> I'm never gonna let you live that time. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah, careful what you ask for. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. No, thank. I was just. I'll just also add. You know, thanks, Holly, for for sharing all their comments here with us today. And well, nice to talk to you again. And and My um, pleasure. it's been great, a great conversation. And I'm I'm looking forward to more podcasts as as things maybe return a little bit back to more predictable. But uh, yeah, a thank you to the, the nurses that are out there. Um, well done, and and look after yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for stopping by. You can find us at AHS Podcast. Please, please subscribe. Musical introduction is thanks to Yes Nice. You can find them on Apple Music, iTunes, and Spotify. See you next time. <laughs>